Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425, should you wish to be on the program. Uh, Those of you in Greenville, South Carolina, listening on WORD, welcome, and I will be getting up there as soon as I can to see you guys. I'm ready to have a night at the poinsettia and sleep without being woken up in the morning by my kids stomping upstairs from me. Nonetheless, I digress. Um, We got to talk about the NBC poll. I, I feel like I'm being a broken record here, but it's important to reiterate these things. There is... Uh, bad data all around for Republicans and Democrats right now. I, I had a conversation with a friend of mine this morning. She called to talk to me about something. And she says, I just feel like I am without a party these days, like everyone's lost their mind. I get that. I hear that from so many people. People are wondering what the heck is going on right now. I, I don't feel like I'm a Republican. I was an elected Republican. I was an elected Republican. I was a political consultant for Republican uh, candidates, uh, local, state, and federal, was quite successful at it uh, before I got into being a political analyst on TV and then in talk radio and and couldn't do that anymore. It would would have been a conflict of interest to do, so I gave it up. But I was very successful at getting Republicans elected. I don't know what the hell the Republican stands for, party stands for anymore, other than opposed to Joe Biden. What does it stand for? What does it mean? What are the convictions? What are the values I don't know. And beyond that, I see all of these worrying trends, and there are parts of both parties that are doubled down. Uh, The public says we're tired of eating poop sandwiches, and the Republicans and Democrats are like, well, let me give you some more. The public does not like Joe Biden. The public is tired of Joe Biden. The public doesn't like Donald Trump. The public is exhausted by Donald Trump. And therein lies a huge opportunity for a third party. I don't think that'll actually happen, though. Joe Biden, according to NBC's latest polling, has an approval rating of 43%. 68% say his mental and physical health are major or moderate concerns, up from 51% when he ran in 2020. By the way, the number for Donald Trump is 55% are concerned about his physical and mental health, a majority for both candidates. Chuck Todd grilled Amy Klobuchar this weekend on Joe Biden's mental and physical prowess. We got a new poll out. Uh, we asked various questions having to do with President Biden and his ability to do the job. Uh, does he have the mental and physical health to serve? Um, the concern among Democrats has doubled since October 2020. It was only one in five Democrats that had that concern before Election Day 2020. It's now over 40 percent. It's 43 percent. Um, you were just with the president at the state dinner. What are, do you have any concerns? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, he did so well at that state dinner. Um, I think we all saw his power at the State of the Union. Our party is united behind him. Why? Because we work in a results-oriented business, Chuck, and he has gotten results. 
She can spin it all she wants, but behind the scenes, Democrats are concerned, including congressional Democrats. The problem for Republicans is that according to this poll, and, and by the way, you should know the Trump team is championing the NBC poll because it shows that if the election were held tomorrow for the Republican primary, Donald Trump would get 51%, Ron DeSantis would get 22%, Mike Pence 7, Christie 5, Haley 4, Ramaswamy 3, Scott 3, Hutchinson 2. They're championing the primary numbers in Trump land. The problem is the same poll shows that if the election were held tomorrow for general election, Biden would beat Trump and DeSantis would be tied with Biden. Biden would beat Trump 49-43. Biden and DeSantis would be tied 47-47. Among Republicans, Trump has a 65% approval, 23% negative, or 65% positive, 23% negative. DeSantis has a 60% positive, 17% negative. They're the only ones in over 60% with their positive ratings. But among all voters, Biden has a 33% approval rate, 39% positive rating. Trump has a 34% positive rating. DeSantis has a 30% positive rating. The issue for DeSantis, however, is that people don't know him. People know Trump and they don't like him. He's got a 56% negative view by voters. Biden has a 48% negative view by voters. This is a red alert for both candidates. It shows deep vulnerabilities to Joe Biden if the Republicans choose to go with someone other than Trump. It's a red alert for Republicans because if Republicans do choose to go with Donald Trump, Joe Biden has the advantage. Now, look, if, if, you're, if you're a Trump supporter and you're touting this polling showing that Donald Trump beats Ron DeSantis 51 to 22 in a Republican primary, you can't then pretend the poll does not exist that shows Donald Trump losing to Joe Biden. You've got to deal with that. And you can say, well, there's lots of time to go. We have a recession that's possibly coming, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to deal with it at least. The problem overall is this, though. The American public is tired of the nonsense in Washington, and the American public is tired of both political parties serving them poop sandwiches and telling them it's tasty. And I, I, I feel like I'm beating my head against the wall on a daily basis looking at this data because it's not just NBC, it's ABC, it's, it's the Wall Street Journal poll. It, it's the NBC, Wall Street Journal, ABC, Washington Post. It's the CBS poll. It's the CNN poll. It's the Fox News poll. Every major media pollster shows it. And you can say these pollsters are all wrong. Why is Trump touting them then? You can say they're all wrong, and I would tell you, but they're the ones who showed us in 2022 it was actually happening. It was the Trafalgar Group Republican pollsters that screwed it all up for us. The media pollsters in 22 showed the shift towards the Democrats in the last three months of the election. None of the Republican polls did, and all of us were like, well, the media, they're in the tank for the Democrats. Of course, they're going to show a shift. Guess what? They were accurate. 
The bottom line number was not, but the trend line was. And the trend lines are what matters. In all of the polling that's out there and the polling averages, the trend lines are what matters so much because no pollster is going to get the percentage right. But a lot of these major media pollsters, they do, if you follow the trends, they talk to the same sorts of people all the time. And when those sorts of people are shifting, you detect the shift in the trend lines and the trend lines matter. And the trend line has been very consistent here that Americans, including a lot of Republicans and a lot of Democrats, are so tired of what the bases of both parties are offering. And I've got to tell you, fundamentally, the party that wants to win is the party that should defy the expectations of voters. The party that wants to win is the party that should give the voters something novel, something new, something that is not the poop sandwich the voters are expecting. Because right now, the voters expect Republicans to serve them a poop sandwich named Trump, and the, they expect the Democrats to serve them a poop sandwich named Biden, and the voters do not want the sandwich. They are tired of eating what the parties are serving. The Democrats are not going to abandon Joe Biden. Robert Kennedy can parade across America shirtless, and it does not matter. The people who lean Democrat but are independent voters, they like Robert Kennedy. But the Democrats who are Democrats, who like Democrats, they like Joe Biden. They think he's out of his mind. They think his, his health is a big issue, but they prefer him to a nut job like Bobby Kennedy seating never met a conspiracy theory the guy didn't believe. And Republicans, that makes your job so easy if you're willing to do it. It makes your job so easy if you're willing to say, let's find someone else. Don't let the media be the kingmakers here. You know, the, it's funny. The media is out today, Politico, attacking Ron DeSantis for his campaign in New Hampshire. They're using a Trump group to attack the DeSantis campaign to make their case, which is kind of funny. But then on CNN, you've got Olivia Troy. Listen to this. This is her talking about DeSantis, but also listen to the Chris Christie bit. Why hasn't Ron DeSantis gained any ground with Trump being in so much legal hot water? Is it is it because he took this tact of... of kind of getting behind him a little bit and not slamming him for all of this legal trouble that he's in. Yeah, look, I think that that is where the Chris Christie approach is actually the best approach. I think that you have to come out and you have to punch Trump in the face and you have to talk to the voters directly and say, this is actually what's really going on here. I think what has helped Trump is the fact that so many Republicans and leadership and elected officials have gotten behind him and repeated some of these talking points, right? It's about the weaponization of the Department of Justice. It's about like them going after you. It's about attacking the FBI. All of that, instead of focusing and saying, hey, by the way, Donald Trump put the national security at risk for all of you, for all Americans. That's what this person has done, but that is not what the machine is doing. And so, and, you know, that's all part of the fundraising scheme as well, right? The grift continues by all of this because the fear-mongering unfortunately works. This is something I don't think these people understand. Chris Christie's attacks scratch the itch of an American media that hates Donald Trump. He's given Donald Trump the business. He's beating up Donald Trump. He's criticizing Donald Trump in ways others are not willing to criticize Donald Trump. And, you know, Liz Cheney did that, too. What happened is Donald Trump's polling went up. Listen, 
Chris Christie is the guy who he's going to throw the punches at Donald Trump that the people in the media like. I just don't know that they're the effective punches because when you look at the uh, public opinion polling that I'm citing, the least popular Republican running for president is Chris Christie. Like something like 65 to 70 percent of Republicans say Chris Christie is the one guy they will never vote for. They won't even consider him. So why would they consider his attacks on Trump? The DeSantis team has not started attacking Trump. Neither really has the Pence team. They, they've done some. All of them have, but nothing significant. But, y'all, we're in June 26th of 2023, and the media wants this to be a bloodbath. They want to change the momentum. The voting's not even starting until February, and they want it now. You've got to do it now. Go after Donald Trump now. Throw everything at him now. Why would they? By the way, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but Donald Trump's support has begun to decline. He's still around 50%, but he was higher. In the polling average, you see him starting to go down. Why? Because of the federal indictment. People thought people would circle wagons around him, and that's not actually happening. People are realizing he's starting to hemorrhage. In fact, there's a story out that uh, when you give money to Donald Trump now, 10% is going to go to pay his lawyers. You give Donald Trump $100 today, $10 of it's going to be redirected to a PAC to pay legal bills. That's going to hurt him over time as more indictments come and Republicans start to realize something's got to give here if we want to beat Joe Biden. Republicans, I I can't make it any clearer. Just don't follow the numbers, follow the trends, and all the trends show that voters want an alternative. Voters want a fresh face. Voters want a different candidate from Trump and Biden. Whichever party gives them that different candidate is going to win. So the question is, do you want to win? Because the one guy that polling consistently shows can't beat Joe Biden is the one who leads the GOP right now. That's just the data, whether you like it or not. Don't be mad at me for pointing it out. Be mad at the data. Be mad at the voters. But I'm telling you, Voters are exhausted by both parties, and they want something new. Vision Computer has over 3,000 five-star Google reviews and an average phone answer time of just 15 seconds. When you call, you won't be stuck navigating endless automated menus. A live person's going to answer the phone and help you solve your problems. You know, I run a business, and it's one reason I love the idea that Vision Computer exists, because as a business owner, you know you've got to be efficient, you got to have tech support issues resolved quickly, and you got to have your computers work. Don't let your employees suffer in silence either. They may be embarrassed or hesitant to ask for help, but with Vision Support, they can get assistance they need to work more efficiently. Reach out to them, call 404-COMPUTE, or go to visioncomputers.com. In fact, If you call them at 404-COMPUTE, ask for the Eric Erickson special when you call. They're not going to have it on their website. It's just for you guys listening. Call 404-COMPUTE today. Ask for the Eric Erickson special. Be amazed at Vision Computer. My friends, we may sometimes disagree on issues, but we should all find common ground laughing at this. Vice President Kamala Harris's net negative rating in the NBC News poll is the lowest for any vice president in the poll's history. Let me read that again to you. Vice President Kamala Harris's net negative rating, it's negative 17%, is the lowest for any vice president in the poll's history. And now, Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. (laughs) 
That was Deep Thoughts by Kamala Harris. This woman, holy moly, negative. The worst ratings for any vice president in the polls history, the NBC News polls history. That is remarkable. What's even more remarkable is that Joe Biden can't get rid of her because the intersectional wokes won't allow it. I mean, he picked her to woo black women, and he got like the one black woman in America that black women don't like. But if he ditched her, well, they would come for him. And he can't. Who would he pick? Who would he swap her for? Gavin Newsom, Pete Boot Edge Edge. We're we're gonna get the 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 white gay dude uh, from Indiana replacing the black female would be a civil war within the Democratic Party. Gavin Newsom, seriously. Uh, it's, it's remarkable that Joe Biden has done this. You've got his age and mental competence are an issue for 60% of Americans. Now a majority of the democratic party and his vice president is the least liked vice president in American history. She's less liked than Al Gore or Dan Quayle or Mike Pence or uh, Spiro Agnew for that matter. And that dude was corrupt. It's remarkable that this is where the Democrats find themselves, and yet on the Republican side, they don't seem to have a clue that you change the dynamics of your nominee and suddenly you win. Um, I just uh, that that that's the head scratcher for me there with with, with all the dynamics right now. All right, uh, we got to move on. Uh, oh, big court case when we come back. But right now, let me tell you, Americans for Prosperity is fighting for limited government around the country. They've got 36 statewide chapters. And in the states that don't have statewide chapters, they're building movements in those states, and they want you a part of it. And all you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K and sign up to be a member of Americans for Prosperity. They'll teach you how to be a grassroots activist. They'll teach you how to uh, go to your city council meetings and board of education meetings to meet your state legislators and congressmen to advocate for free markets and free people. They'll even teach you, if you want, to be a door knocker so you can go persuade your neighbors that the fight for limited government is a fight worth having and that they should be on your side. All you got to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go there, join them, become a member of their effective grassroots operation, and change the dynamic in the country towards free markets and free people. Hello, America. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Y'all, we got to talk about the thing none of us want to talk about. There is a lot of data out there now, and I'm, I'm a big believer in data, particularly when I see it from very diverse sources, from the left and the right, from uh, research done in the media, research done by uh, the political parties, research done by candidates. And there is a, a striking bit of data out there. Uh, the Democratic data has shown it. The Republican data has shown it. Uh, the candidate data from various campaigns have shown it. And I know working in the media that even a lot of media research has shown this, that people do not want to, regardless of their views, regardless of their views, people do not want to talk about and are tired of considering 
2020 as a stolen election, which was one of the most remarkable things about uh, the Trump interview with Brett Baer last Monday was when Brett Baer asked him how he was going to win back independent uh, suburban voters, and he went off on the 2020 stolen election stuff that even the Trump campaign data shows voters are tired of talking about it. Even the ones who believe it was stolen are tired of talking about it. Which means right now we must talk about the 2020 election. Uh, no, 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 seriously, there's actually a very big case that has dropped. A, a, a huge decision dropped uh, from Judge uh, Kethledge. Judge Kethledge is a Trump-appointed judge on the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals. It was Judge Kethledge's appointment that shifted that court to the right. It's now a conservative court. And there was a uh, case there involving Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell over the uh, Scott Hagerstrom and, and other well-known people. And in the case, the district court assumed or uh, filed sanctions against them. So there's something called Rule 11. You need to understand Rule 11 uh, because Rule 11 is the big rule. There's something called the uh, Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. When you're in law school, you have to take a class on the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure. If you go to court, in federal court, you have to follow the Rules of Civil Procedure or you get in a lot of trouble. Rule 11 is the big rule. It regards what you do, the signatures you put on documents, what must be signed, how it must be signed, the information that must be included. And there's this, Section B, by presenting to the court a pleading, written motion, or other paper, an attorney or unrepresented party certifies that to the best of the person's knowledge, information, and belief, formed after an inquiry reasonable under the circumstances. One, it is not being presented for any improper pur purchase, such as to harass, cause unnecessarily delay, or needlessly increase the cost of litigation. Two, the claims, defenses, or other legal contentions are warranted. Three, the factual contentions have evidentiary support. And four, the denials of factual contention are warranted on the evidence. And then there's section C. The court may award an attorney, law firm, or party to show cause why conduct specified described in the order has not violated section 11B and can impose sanctions. In other words, if you file a lawsuit a complaint, a motion, anything in federal court, and you have no reasonable belief to claim the things that you say, the court can on its own or by motion sanction you. And those sanctions can include paying the attorneys and the court costs on the other side. In this case, three voters and three Republican nominees to the Electoral College in Michigan brought a lawsuit to overturn the results of the state's 2020 presidential election. The complaint alleged that Republican election challengers had been harassed and mistreated, 
during vote counting at the TCF Center in Detroit, a violation of Michigan law. But the complaint also alleged that there was an international collaboration with origins in Venezuela, extending to China and Iran, and including state actors in Michigan itself, that had succeeded in generating hundreds of thousands of fraudulent votes in Michigan, thereby swinging the state's electoral votes to Joseph R. Biden. Many of those allegations, particularly the ones concerning Dominion voting machines, were refuted by the plaintiff's own exhibits. Other allegations arose from facially unreliable expert reports, still others were simply basis. The district court found the entirety of the plaintiff's complaint sanctionable and ordered all the plaintiff's attorneys, jointly and severally, to pay the defendants and the city of Detroit's reasonable attorney's fees. Judge Kethledge is a Donald Trump appointee, one of the ones he was very proud of, and Judge Kethledge is the one who wrote this opinion. He says that the judge who sanctioned Lynn Powell and uh, Lynn Wood and City Powell got something wrong, that he sanctioned them because he relied on some of their public statements not made in court. And the judge says that's wrong. You can't sanction a lawyer for statements made outside of the courtroom that do not impact uh, the, the do not impact the case. But otherwise they decided the sanctions were appropriate and they began to break down the evidence in the court. And it's really damning. And and I bring this up not to relitigate 2020, but to point out that as I have said all along, some of the claims made, particularly about the Dominion voting system machines things, defied reality itself. And what Judge Kethledge, a Trump-appointed judge, says is yes, There was no reasonable basis in Michigan to allege the things that Sidney Powell and Linwood and others were alleging. According to the plaintiffs, the election fraud began with the election software and hardware from Dominion Voting Systems. Counsel devoted 61 paragraphs of the complaint to the allegations about Dominion. The paragraphs make out the following theory. Foreign oligarchs and dictators founded Dominion in order to help Hugo Chavez manipulate Venezuelan elections, that Dominion accordingly designed its software to include hidden ballot stuffing features, and that foreign states, along with Michigan's governor and secretary of state, then exploited those features in the 2020 election. The sole evidentiary support for the allegations was the Dominion whistleblower report allegedly authored by an unnamed, quote, adult of sound mind, end quote, who purported to be a former member of Chavez's National Guard. But the whistleblower report itself says nothing about Dominion. Instead, it describes a conspiracy between a company known as Smartmatic and the Venezuelan government. Smartmatic is not Dominion any more than General Motors is not Ford. The report alleges Dominion relies upon the software that is descended from the Smartmatic election management system. But the complaint's allegations that Dominion was founded as part of this conspiracy were entirely baseless, and the district court was right to sanction them. There is no relationship down to the software. They also claim Dominion's voting system, and this is the one I really want you to pay attention to. They also allege Dominion's voting systems were easy to hack and impossible to audit. By way of background, according to a journal article plaintiffs attached, modern election management systems come in three kinds. 
There's the hand-marked paper ballot system in which voters manually complete a blank ballot, and then it's tabulated. Another is a ballot marking system. Voters make their election on a touchscreen and receive a printed marked ballot that is then taken to a scanner. And then there's the all-in-one system, a simple machine that marks, scans, tabulates, and there's no paper audit trail. The problem regarding Michigan's voting system, simply enough, is that they covered different kinds of systems than the one Michigan used. As any Michigan voter could have told the lawyers for the president, Michigan uses a hand-marked ballot system, which one of the plaintiff's own exhibits said is the only practical technology for contestable, strongly defensible voting systems. The plaintiffs attached the article in support of their criticism of Michigan's voting system, and it illustrates how poorly understood they knew Michigan's system because Michigan used the very system they claimed Michigan did not use. Similarly, the complaint alleges by way of the Chavista whistleblower that a core requirement of the Smartmatic software design ultimately adopted by Dominion for Michigan's election was the software's ability to hide its manipulation of votes but hand-marked ballots can be recounted and audited by hand. The complaint alleges Michigan officials disregarded all the concerns that caused Dominion software to be rejected by the Texas Board of Elections in 2020 because it was deemed vulnerable to undetected and non-auditable manipulation. We set to one side that the Texas decision came after the relevant decision by Michigan officials, for the Texas decision on its face concerned a ballot marking system, not a hand-marked ballot system that Michigan uses. In other words, the plaintiffs were alleging Michigan's electronic voting system did something, but Michigan did not even use that system. More importantly were two expert opinions. Here, as to the alleged international conspiracy, the complaint alleged Dominion software was accessed by agents acting on behalf of China and Iran in order to monitor and manipulate elections. Listen to this now. The sole basis for the allegation, which was repeated widely, I might add, was the report of what the complaint called a former electronic intelligence analyst with the 305th military intelligence with experience gathering uh, SAM missile system electronic intelligence. But the intelligence analyst turned out to be a Dallas IT consultant who dropped out of an entry-level intelligence course after seven months of training. Even a cursory review of his putative report shows that it concerned the integrity of Dominion Voting Systems' website, not its voting machines. The distinction should not have been hard for counsel to keep straight. The complaint further misrepresented the report. When the complaint alleged Dominion allowed foreign adversaries to access data and intentionally provided access to their infrastructure, there is no basis for that. And again, the inspection was about Dominion Voter Systems' public-facing website, not about its electronic voting. The attorneys presented an affidavit from Russell Ramslad, Ramsland to substantiate their suspicion foreign powers hacked Dominion's machines. Ramsland said that his background included advanced converged telecom, highly advanced semiconductor materials, hospitality, commercial real estate development and operations, as well as running Europe's highest grossing Tex-Mex restaurant. His specialized knowledge as to foreign election interference was thus questionable on its face. More to the point, Ramsland claimed that the Dominion machines had been manipulated in four precincts, townships, and four Michigan counties. Ramsland's theory was that the Dominion machines used in those counties were said to be model DRM16011 and they lacked processing capacity 
to count as many ballots as were counted in the relevant precincts. But Ramsland likewise assumed that those counties used a ballot marking system that was nowhere used in Michigan, which showed that he did not know the machines being used in Michigan, meaning his assumptions about the processing capacity were baseless. Moreover, a simple internet search would have shown that Maycomb and, and Oakland counties did not use Dominion systems at all. In other words, regardless of your views of the 2020 election, a lot of people have quoted Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell's affidavit of Mr. Ramsland and of the IT, a military intelligence guy. And it turns out the military intelligence guy dropped out of the one and only military intelligence course he ever took. And Mr. Ramsland did not even know the electronic voting machines that were used in Michigan. And so the attorneys, according to Judge Ketledge, who was a Trump-appointed judge, the attorneys can be sanctioned and will be sanctioned and will pay all sorts of legal fees for bringing this case. The problem here is how many people were duped by these people. How many people bought into it? There are plenty of grounds to claim impropriety in 2020. There are plenty of other aspects of it, but this was never one of them. One of my other favorites in this complaint is they say that a woman saw a van pull up and that the van, uh, that there were ballots carried out and that there was a big wave of absentee ballots. And, and the judge points out that the woman saw the van pull up. She never saw ballots come out. They just extrapolated it, uh, but she never claimed to have seen them bringing out absentee ballots. They just extrapolated that as to what happened. They, they made an allegation and they couldn't back it up. And so they're going to get slammed by this court. Regardless of how you think about 2020, whether you think it was stolen or not, it, it's important to understand that the Dominion voter system complaints were always nonsense. And this Trump appointed judge points out just how nonsense they are in the complaints about Michigan they couldn't even get the types of machines accurate. They said Michigan used a particular type of machine that Michigan did not even use. That's how bad the claims were out of touch with reality. Now, I want you to be in touch with reality, particularly the reality of this current environment and, and economic circumstances. You may want to talk to Advantage Gold because of it. 800-450-2566. That's their phone number. Uh, they're TrustLink's number one highest-rated gold company seven years in a row. they got the best team. They've got the best service. They've got fantastic IRA support. And, in fact, the IRS requires you to comply with certain rules if you use precious metals as part of your portfolio. Advantage Gold, if you call them at 800-450-2566, can send you their free gold IRA investment kit to help you comply with those IRS rules. The phone number is 800-450-2566. Call Advantage Gold. Tell them I sent you. Talk to them. They are not gimmicky. They're educational. They think that if they can educate you, give you straight advice, that you might do business with them. So check them out. 800-450-2566. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I don't want to rehash the uh, 2020 election with you guys. I I wanted to call your attention to that lawsuit because I think it's really important uh, that uh, particularly that that Dominion stuff be disabused. And and it was a Trump judge who did it. But we are going to move on. And I got to play you this audio. This is uh, the Pride Parade in New York City. Listen to see if you can hear what they're saying, the drag queens and the activists. (laughs) 
That's right. Uh, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I would submit to you that when parents hear that, they're going to take these people seriously. And I would suggest to you it is not a wise thing uh, for them to do. Um, they might want to reconsider that sort of cheer.